the big thing is that now people uh, people get so wrapped up in it's an identity thing for people and they, their whole identity becomes I'm this sexual orientation or their whole identity becomes wrapped up in race. Yeah. And what happens is, is that when your whole identity is wrapped up in something like that, any challenge to that identity is literally almost a threat to your existence as a human being. We good? This lady's chasing me in Target. So we're talking about black cards, right? Talking about black cards. Mm -hmm. This lady's chasing me in Target. And she's like, where's your mask? Are you better than society? And I was like, lady, you called me in. <laughs> you called me the N-word. Please stay away from <laughs> oh, no. me. This lady's chasing she me. She started running the, the other way. Oh, my God. If you want someone to Was she white? Yeah, white oh. lady. And she started running. The Bro, her whole life fast. flashed before her, her eyes. Whole life. I was like, my boys look at me. They're like, oh, my God. No, he did. And I was like, yes, I did, boys. That's that black car, boys. <laughs> Y'all don't got that. <laughs> so you said you used it three times. That was yeah, one time. So Do you remember the other the, ones? The, the other two times were school related. I remember being an asshole in school. In middle school, I used it. Uh, this kid actually did. You know, even if you like, even I never really cared about the word. I don't care. And I'm I'm in a weird position. You know, so many black comedians just just drop it all the time. I'm even though I'm so light skinned. I, I always do you like, say it casually sometimes it depends on like the black people that i'm around you right. know what i mean like i look for like read the room it's yeah it's kind of like have you ever seen planet of the apes i'm kind of like one of those i'm just like lift my hand up and ask for permission you know? <laughs> <laughs> just make sure it's like hey is it my half time <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what i mean i just kind of so like try, if they're darker than you do you like oh, try to avoid yeah. it yeah hell yeah you know do you use it more or do you use it less Less and definitely, I'm never like some black comedians and black people are just like they, they nonchalantly use the, the hard R version too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just just for communication. And I'm like, don't I don't go down that route. That's you know what that's, I mean? that's wild. It's really the weird. hard R is it's, that's drastic. It's drastic. It's really weird. You know what I mean? I've never understood it. And I grew up in the black South. So when I was with my black family, they used it less than the like I've seen for the northern demographic, which mm -hmm. uses it more to communicate. Um, so they would use it use it way less. They have more of like a, I guess communication wise, maybe more principled, mm -hmm. where they almost didn't like it as much as like it. It really is like slang for like bro, uh, for for what I've seen pretty much everywhere else. Do you think that has to do with the fact that there was slavery in the South and it's could be, you know what I'm saying? Could be Cause for sure. Like I remember my, my dad's dad telling me like, like his dad was like a slave or something. You know what right. I mean? So that's like, that's like, it's crazy when Joe, like when I listen to Rogan and things like that, we, we think of like things that were just decades ago, you know? So I think of that. I think of growing up as a kid, I never gave a fuck about the word. You right. know what I mean? But I was an angry kid. So I would, I would, I got expelled, kicked out of, suspended from every school. I'd never lasted in a school more than two years. Mm -hmm. And so I would take advantage of if you pissed me off and you hinted to any type of racial slur, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't for the slur. But you would it was use just it to justify. Out. Yes. It was like, well, he did say, you know what I mean? So they would put people in a weird position. But I remember specifically as kid. Do you find that that got you out of trouble? 
for yeah, up until the seventh grade when this kid definitely dropped the hard R, tripped me, and I like turned around and started smashing his head in a locker. It was actually pretty funny. It was like out of a movie. I like put his head inside the locker and started slamming the locker on his head. <laughs> and yeah. and uh that he just Is that a white kid? White kid. Yeah. And and they were like, I was, you know, we're in the principal's office. We're talking about parole officers, this, that, and the other. And I was like, dude, you call, you know what I mean? And then uh he was like, You're using the race card. And then uh, <laughs> he called you on it. Yeah. Maybe used it one too many times. Yeah. Principal called me on Diminishing it. Diminishing marginal returns. That's exactly. what we call that. Exactly. And so that one, that one got thrown out. And then, Diminishing uh, marginal returns for the, and then when I got expelled, I think I tried using it. I was like, you're being racist. And he's just like, shut up. You're using a race card. You're just going to get in jail. Like your dad. He just went, he went, oh, he went straight to 10 and I was just he had, had enough. Yeah. I was just in the principal's office crying, like getting expelled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just being a bitch just after a fight. I, that, that, that one was bad. I, yeah, that, that one was, that one was rough, but those, that, those are like some, I think of that and I'm just like, our world is so weird. Very strange because there's so many because now you got the you you got other cards, you know, out there that are just as valid, if not even maybe more powerful. I think uh, Chappelle's got a good skit or or or, uh, show out on Netflix where where they they attacked the The hell out out of Chappelle alphabet people. Yeah, what are those? LGBTQ, oh, yeah, 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 WXYZ, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they attacked minus. the fuck out of him. And, and uh, you know, I, it was funny because it was like, everything's cool and you got a card and everything for like, until you're black and gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's like you go into this weird place where you're, right. again, you're forgotten about. You know what I mean? It's like, we'll go out on a march for you and destroy a city. But then at the end of the day, when it really comes to like making improvement and like bettering lives, bettering education and truly bettering black lives, that's why I fucking hate. And people are probably like blown away when I say it. I fucking hate uh, Black History Month. What the fuck do you mean? We only I was get talking a month. about this. I was talking about this the other day. I think it's more of an insult than it is anything else. Yeah, you, it's like a consolation you get a month, prize. Little buddy. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> consolation. It's like a payoff. That's yeah. literally what it is. What? Like, hey, don't like really address any major concerns in a productive way. Instead, we'll just give you this month. We'll celebrate your history for yeah. a month, and then. <laughs> The, you know, like, all these, all these corporations like, are going to make a shit ton of money off of marketing yes. this shit to you. And then they're going to the next month. It's yeah, it's over. It's like, look at all these great principles. These individuals tried to instill into our uh, society. And, and it's like, oh, OK, awesome. Well, we're going to acknowledge these for a month. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like equality and better education and better for individuals and voting and all this stupid ass shit. And it's like, all right, months over back to racist shit. Fuck you, buddy over there. <laughs> it's like, holy get back shit. To, get back on. Yeah. It's Your like, months over. Yeah. What the hell? So well, I think, I think the big thing is that now people, uh, people get so wrapped up in, it's an identity thing for people and their, their whole identity becomes I'm this sexual orientation or their whole identity becomes wrapped up in race. Yeah. And what happens is, is that when your whole identity is wrapped up in something like that, any challenge to that identity is literally almost a threat to your existence as a human being. So I think that that plays a critical role in a lot of the outrage that we see when like even a black guy like Dave Chappelle makes some jokes about trans people. They're trying to cancel a black guy now because these, it's a it's it's a literal assault on their entire worldview, their identity, and what makes them a. That's the, in other words, what I, I guess what I'm getting at is that, for a lot of these people, when you allow your whole identity to to be wrapped up in either gender, race, 
or sexual orientation, when that's attacked, there's nothing left. So it's you're stripped completely naked as a person because you've made that your entire identity, the entire focal point of your existence on this planet. And when somebody attacks that, you have nothing left to stand on as a person. So it's going to be the most threatening feeling in the world. Do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think of, you know, and it, it's, it sucks reading about it, but it, it, it looks, it, it looks like there's a lot of correlations to our world and society today of that theory of, I want to say it's like the gerbils or the rats where they like, mm -hmm. they like almost like D, uh, sensitize them or something. I, I don't know what it is where, where they, they have this scientific experiment where, where they essentially strip them down to almost where they only reproduce mm -hmm. females. Yes. Uh, or, or I also, saw that. You know I what I'm talking that. about? And so it's just a bunch of weak ones, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. I, and I, and it's like, I'm not implying that individuals that wrap up their identification into, well, I mean, I guess I really am. I don't, let me just not lie. You know what I mean? But I, I, I guess no, it's weak. So, so in my, in my thought process though is, did, was our nation's intentions, leaders, were there insecurities? You know, I guess I'm someone asking you, do you think there were insecurities from the leaders over our, uh, you know, history that kind of evolved into them wanting to weaken the nation? Because obviously you watch any fucking movie with, with a plot of like an evil leader, they just kind of spread lies and try to weaken mm -hmm. the individuals that they're yeah. ruling so they can maintain rule. Do you think maybe that had some effect on that? Uh, it's very simple if anybody's seen any fucking memes of like hard times yeah great you know what i mean and yeah the so man on. and the you know i think I, ultimately what it boils down to is two things number one people that number one when you have people so wrapped up in an identity they're much easier to control if you appeal to that identity and number two it causes division and a nation divided you know a house divided amongst against yeah. itself will fall like in proverbs yeah you know so i think it's 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 two facets of control you know like i said it's it's when you have people that are their entire worldview everything about them fundamentally as a person is wrapped up in that you know that ideological you know ideological um you know whether say sex race gender whatever it is sexual orientation when you have it's easier it's easier to appeal to that and direct people in the direction that you want them to go by I guess, manipulating and, and, and making them think that you're on their side. So like you see that now, like the BLM, you know what I'm saying? With all the black people, all of a sudden the government's backing it, all these corporations are backing it. And by backing this movement, you make people easier to control because you're appealing to their identity. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And then, like I said, the second thing with that, what, what that does is it causes enough division to where people can't unite. And what we're seeing right now, we're starting to see people unite like you look at the truckers in canada that's starting to spread and it's spreading very very quickly it's what gaining happened? ground I, I i barely tune in to in like my resources are pretty much joe rogan mm -hmm. and then uh maybe your instagram story and that's probably it <laughs> like yeah. i have a very yeah, skewed you're, you're, resource right available yeah, you're getting the comes, most extreme ends oh, of the spectrum i'm getting there. like the most like like most fucking extreme. Right. Well, I think, uh, so the truckers, basically what the uh, truckers did, um, you know, they were trying to impose the vax mandates in Canada. Yeah. And they occupied the capital, Ottawa. So a bunch of truckers, big semis just pulled in, hundreds of thousands of them. And the country is basically at a standstill. Yeah. You know, transportation's at a standstill. You know, the uh, distribution of goods right now is at a standstill. And uh, yeah, they're blocking the border. 
some American truckers are getting involved. Some cowboys got involved. Your fucking hat. Yeah. Yeah. Guys Hell on horseback yeah. got involved and they shut the, they shut the whole shit down and it's, they're honking their horns day and night, all day, all night. And they've done everything. The Canadian government has just recently, I think it was a hundred thousand dollar fine or a year in jail and participating the day after they announced that they've got the biggest turnout they've had so far, which is hilarious to me. Um, they tried to make it illegal to bring gas to the truckers. They tried to confiscate their gas. Um, GoFundMe seized all of their funds. GoFundMe yeah. seized millions of dollars and wouldn't give it to the truckers. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. So they, they, they I, I think they eventually released the funds and another funding company stepped in. I can't remember the name. I don't recall the name of the funding company that stepped in. I saw some people from our company shouting out the, the uh -huh. company that, that did. Because forget the a name judge told them to cease and desist basically. And they said, fuck you. Yeah. You know, and they're like, you don't control Who's some random Canadian judge who gives a shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it's interesting. We're seeing this, you know, back to what I was saying before, where division, people that are divided are very easily to manipulate and control because they can't unify and move. And it's, it's like, if you've got two horses at the front of a, of a carriage and one's going right, and one's going left, it's going to flip the fucking carriage. Over. You're not going to go anywhere, but if they're both faced facing the same direction. It's kind of like that thing. Like, I don't know the numbers. One horse can pull 10 tons and two horses can pull 50. Like it's a compounding effect. You know, you're seeing that right now. I forget what movie I, I recently watched. It was a space movie and they were drinking this blue water. You know what I'm talking about? I don't have a Aiden? fucking clue. And, uh, space movies recently. That came blue out. water, huh? But listen, so that basically this, I know water, you don't take drugs, so I don't, I don't know what you're, so, you know, you mentioned about the fluoride, fluoride when you were coming up. These <laughs> Fluoride's there. So yeah. So th these, these motherfuckers are drinking this water on the ship mm -hmm. and the water is completely tainting their minds to the extent of they're incapable of making decisions on their own. Mm -hmm. So they're just led and guided by the sole leader that's just manipulating. What about minds. the water controls them? Do you know? I have no idea what it is. There's something, some type of chemical in the water that right. makes them like just basically unable to make their own decisions. Got you. They stop. They somehow two of them like skipped a day accidentally, and then they like oh, stop doing it. They got smart. back, yeah. And then, uh, long story short, you know, basically the the plot thickens. One of them, you know what I mean, wants to have a civilized, you know what I mean, uh, nation, whatever on this ship and the other one you know wants to be like this dictator so he kills somebody and pretends that it was an alien and just starts telling everybody there's an alien on the ship and they need to listen to him or that's they're all gonna metaphor. die that's a great they're, metaphor you're all gonna die there's an alien and i'm like watching i was like well this here this is COVID 19 yes <laughs> you know that's I mean? a like, fantastic everybody's metaphor. taking in all these chemicals and everybody's so fucking weak and soft and just easily like soft-brained and soft-bodied and just the easily food, manipulated yes and that's why I, I like tell people i'm like i think everybody like like you know the uh you know i, I took it real serious i went out and did a blood panel mm -hmm. and and i was like i think everyone should have their their hormones everybody. analyzed and and i think Everybody should have some type of assistance with their hormones as well. I think Everybody. we've been living so long in a, in a world of like plasticity and just chemicals and who, the, like if they're trying to force this vaccine so hard right now and you get a free cheeseburger and a hand job for getting a vaccine, it's right. like you should get your shit checked out and you should get like some assistance mm -hmm. and try to get to some, because not only are, have we like from, I'm 23 years old. So I imagine for 20 something years I've been ingesting and taking in all mm -hmm. like all these chemicals and things like that. And in addition to that, 
what about my mom and my dad and their mom? And the generational and exactly. effects that it has to your like, genetics. Hell, dude, I need to like... I'm trying to be like, so it's like, I've been working with, with Ian. Mm -hmm. He's been helping me a lot with dynamic Ian's health a, solutions. Yeah, dynamic health, dude. Yep. He's a beast. Absolute beast. I recommend guys like it's, it is at, like, if you don't have the money, get a sales job and find a way to make, it's a couple, couple thousand dollars. A I quarter. make it a goal for my people now. I make yes. it a goal for all my people to save so that they can afford the panel and the meds. Dude, it's so key. I've, I've lost, I've lost great people in business over periods of time or, or them like, due to hormone imbalance yes you know what i mean really due to inability to to balance because you it controls everything it's a it's the brain i feel like your hormones are true it truly is your brain yeah you know what i mean because it's like when those hormones get out of whack everything's fucked everything everything's fucked. The, everything even including your perception the way that you perceive the world around you a lot yes. of that has to do with you you know hormones yes you know what i'm saying yep. it's it's crazy. You know, and another thing that when you were talking, the hormones are key. Everybody, everybody, especially men, women too, a hundred percent, but men need to get their hormones checked. Absolutely. Have to, because I, I feel like when you bring up hormones, it's more of like, you know, we, we have more of a predisposition to think of women when we talk about hormones, but yep. men don't realize how important that is, especially testosterone, man. If you've got low T as a man, you know, the, the problems that you're going to have, um, just in You're every 50% more susceptible to depression, depression, like, cognitive issues, sexual health issues. Yes. You're going to get fat in weird places. You're not going to be able to gain muscle. You're yep. going to be, you know, and I, like, again, it changes your perception and of the I world wanted, around you. Low I wanted T. to talk about what, what, what is it in women that they're so attracted to? Cause you've posted about this mm -hmm. before. Why are they so attracted to low T I would just say, I would just immediately classify that as a low T male. I can just, tell you right just away. Just a soft ass dude. Birth control. So birth control, because they, they did a study where they took women. And, and again, I don't, I don't remember who did the study. You could just Google it. They did a study where they took women that were not on birth control and they took women that were on birth control and they showed them pictures of men's faces. The women on birth control were far more attracted, like exponentially so to men with more feminine features. Birth control is probably one of the most damaging things that a woman could put in her body. It's a class one carcinogen, yeah. first of all. And second of all, you're, you're literally manipulating your hormones for the sake of not getting pregnant, which I understand there's, that's a whole nother discussion. But I remember know, a girl telling me and her mom actually, you know, took her life and they, they almost like rooted it back to like birth control, completely changing her as a human being that you you get on. I can't even remember my wife now, Geneva, when she was on it. And then the, the worst thing for her was when she first came off of it, it was fucking rough. It was like yeah. withdrawals, but like, you don't have the normal withdrawal symptoms. Like you're abusing Xanax for 10 years. It's like, it's like, it just affects you. So, cause again, your hormones affect your perception of the world around you. Yeah. You know, my, I, I my cheese slipped off my fucking cracker because my hormones were so completely out of whack. I was yep. on something called Clomid, which if you look up Clomid crazies, like people go nuts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're not on the right track hormonally, it's going to Clomid and estrogen. Uh, I believe in women. I believe if I remember correctly in women, it, it boosts estrogen and men, it, it, you're supposed to naturally produce more testosterone. I, I could be wrong about the female side. It's more women typically use it more. Yeah. For pregnancy. Uh, but they use it for men sometimes to naturally like, boost like doesn't it fill up your nuts too? Clomid? Yeah, I mean that's okay. that's that's the biggest thing I is think, that yeah. guys that this is here's a good thing for guys that are listening to this. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, 
it's expensive for me to get a hormone panel done. I'll just go get on gear. I'll get on test. I'm telling you right now, you're going to fuck yourself up. Oh, fuck Your yeah. balls will disappear, number one. That's a real thing. Yep. It happened to me. And then you got to blast a bunch of ACG and stuff. They'll grow back, but you got to get on all kinds of other stuff and uh but you'll you'll fuck yourself up you gotta you gotta learn to cycle properly you gotta have the other thing you get you basically just get it done get a blood panel and get it on get on test the right way I, and i found diet like i've put so much energy into my diet the last three or four months and i'm so pissed you know at myself that that i'm not just point blank just rich enough to just fucking have some like end goal like just some ranch you know what I mean? That's I'm not my, trying, to, I'm not trying to be goal. completely removed from society. I want to be 30. Like, I like to go out to nice places and see people and shit like that. But 20, 30 minutes, probably away. Like, just so I feel like you're, yeah, that How would probably be 23. That'll probably change by the time you're 30. Exactly. So it's like, I got, I got time to go, but I'm like, I think about it now. And I just think of just the compounding interest. And I'm like, well, I got 10 years of just like, I want to just, I want my food to come from my land. From you. Yeah. Yes. I want to see. And, and even with I'm right with there that, with you. I'm starting a commune, dude. Dude, well, even sure. with that, the world has been, and maybe I sound like a crazy, but like from, from my like readings and listenings for the people that are trustworthy, incredible individuals, it sounds like even with that, like our soil is so polluted. Like even when Everything you are is. getting to like your extreme organic, like people think you're eating healthy. Your, your meal preps aren't that fucking healthy when they're stored in these plastics and oh, frozen. Frozen and sitting there. Or, you know what I mean? Just And you don't know what's in there. They have Tyson mm -hmm. chicken. How are they selling you this shit for $8, $7 that you're looking for this deal? And it's like... The cheaper it is, the worse it is. Yeah, dude. The worse it is. And another thing on that is even when you think you're getting super, super high-end, really good organic products, I just learned recently that even elk, so I'm big on elk and bison. Yeah. One of the ranches... One of the ranches, and you know, I won't say who it is, but one of the ranches um, that I was getting some of my elk from, they drink from water at the basically at the fucking base of a coal mine. So uranium <laughs> is really high in their blood. And I guess they're equipped to filter the uranium, but I'm eating the liver which filters the fucking uranium. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? So I'm going to be like radioactive, you're yes. saying, basically, because I've eaten so much fucking radioactive elk liver yes let me i'll get like wolverine claws or something cool you know or just debilitating cancer <laughs> so another, another <laughs> thing another thing i got was an aura ring i know it sounds like some like birth control ring but you just throw it That's on a your, nuva ring <laughs> basically it sounds like that <laughs> but this thing you don't put in your ass or anything guys you just put that's this. a shame <laughs> you could slide this one on your finger and that's just an, just enough where you leave it right there and uh it measures, <laughs> your, it? It measures your heart rate variability which is a huge yeah, thing yeah. for uh, recovery so i've been putting a lot of emphasis on just that the sleeping helps with the hormone balance too majorly like, just like can you like uh, you know I, we're in an industry where it's like, you know, some nights we're not going to get six hours, seven hours, eight, you know, mm -hmm. some days we're just not going to get any fucking sleep. You this, know what I mean? Some weeks. Some weeks. I was in you Connecticut, I mean? then Maine, then Boston, then here. Some weeks you just ain't going to sleep. That's what it is. You know what I mean? You're going to, it, it sucks. It hurts. But at the end of the day, it's like another goal is like the, the more, you know, cause for me, it's not like getting rich is a, is a surface level goal. You know what I mean? Like what the fuck you want to get rich for, dude? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That, that car and that house and this, it's, I resonate with, with, you know, with a lot of the material and everything like that. So I'm like, there's, it's gotta be deeper than that. You know what I mean? For me, it's Always. like, what's the, do, do you realize what true wealth can truly bring you? Everybody's a fucking slave until you can stop answering the phone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're all enslaved unless you can go the rest of your life. 
without answering your, your phone, without answering to any human beings. Dude, that's a hundred That's what wealth is. Yes. You know what I mean? Who do you know that can answer when they want to answer to who they want to answer to, and they can give the answer they want to give? You know, I'm going to tell you right now, I know one person, and he's not in our industry. Oh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine. No. No, I know one person that's, that's in wealth. that position. You one, know what I mean? Like that's- one. How few, you know how few and far between that is? How many people do you know that really have that? I don't, I don't think I know anybody. anybody. I've, it's like you read on or think Isn't about. Isn't that wild? Yeah. There's very few people that can literally, that's what you just said is my biggest goal in life. My just biggest goal in life off. is to just shut the phone off and throw it into a fucking pit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Just select not, when you want to answer. And then and then say what I want to say when I want to say it. Yep. You know what I mean? That's why this cancel culture shit is so difficult for me to even exist in this planet. It's right. very difficult for me. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, I want to say what I want to say. But, you know, back to what we were saying before, that's one more thing that I did want to circle back on was the feminine men and the attraction. I think that's a critical thing that if there are women listening to this podcast – is that you really need to really consider the birth control thing. You gotta consider it. Yeah, like, just just wrap up. You know what I mean? Like what or just and, don't. Or don't. How about that? Just don't. Yeah. Just don't have sex. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's another don't, big thing. And don't, don't take that advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Or just don't have sex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and that's and that was another thing I was thinking of is what's so damaging to men now. Oh, the porn. I haven't watched porn in three porn. years. Fucking porn, bro. Yes. Porn. This is what they did. You can now get your food delivered to your door. Okay. Yeah. So that need to want to like provide is, is, has been neutered. So that's number one. Yeah. Like as a man, I feel like you have an innate desire, no matter how quiet or how dim it is now because of years of being a beta bitch. Okay. It's, it's in there. It's in there. You have a desire to want to like provide food. Now it's just delivered to your door. That's number one. Number two is like the desire to conquer and win video games and sports. These men vicariously live through athletes and yeah. get their sense of conquest through watching sports and their team winning or losing. And they feel like it's, it's funny when you watch somebody, this is why I don't, I'm not a big sports fan is that people get so again, the identity thing, they make sports part of their identity and that's where they get their sense of conquest in life and achievement. And then video games, some guys, their whole sense of self-worth and value. And again, that need to conquest and conquer and achieve is wrapped up in video games. So now food's delivered to your door. You're getting every sense of conquest drive satisfied by video games and fucking football. And then the last thing for guys and probably the biggest drive is sex wanting to fuck, right? Yeah. You got porn. So do you satisfy men in those three areas? And what do you have? You got some soilent fucking bag of fucking curdled milk sitting on his couch, jerking off all Dude, day, I know playing so, video games, I know watching football <laughs> and getting DiGiorno delivered to their front door. I'm not going to call my man's out, but he's always telling me, he's like, you got to start watching. I've watched porn in probably three years. Yeah. And uh, he's like, and for me, I'm probably one of the most D like, I don't, I'm, I'm not consumed, but I have right. no addictions. I, if I'm addicted to something, it's going to be food where I'm going to struggle the most is going to be, is going to be my diet. But he's like, bro, 
you got to get the VR headset and you can smell it and you can taste it. You can see it. And I'm like, that is fucking gross. That is so weird. I'm you, know like, how weird that is? you know how scared I would be? I hope your friend's listening to this because if you don't want to put him on, on blast, I will. That kid's a fucking bitch. He gotta, he's got to get rid of that. He's got to throw that in the ocean. That's, Could you imagine somebody walking in and you're like, <laughs> with a VR headset on? Yes. You just just imagine watching yourself do that, dude. I've heard a lot of people do this, so I'm like, imagine I'm like, you walking in on you doing that. Imagine you're like, like you. How like about your, your great 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 grandpa who fucking struggled and fought and killed other people to well, bring you to this country and worked in the coal mines for sixty well, fucking years. You and got black lung, and then you're sitting there jerking off with a headset on. You actually own to anime porn. You. Your great great grandpa actually owned my great great grandpa. So I'd like I'm to Native talk American. about. I'd like to and talk my, about. I'd like to talk I'm about second, that. First of all, I got smallpox blankets, all right. <laughs> and secondly, I think my grandparents were like they they can't, they're right off the boat. They were after slavery. That's a right card that fell out way long ago. I'm Native American. No one gives a fuck about that. And nobody card gives anymore. a shit. Nobody Not gives at all. a shit. Which blows my mind. You know, well, let's put that pipes is through your reservation. Yeah. Highest alcoholism rates, like highest depression and suicide. It's it's crazy to me. Yes. It's crazy to me. Dude, the suicide and depression rates through this pandemic. Through insane. the roof. Insane. Especially in kids. Insane. And Especially in kids. It, and it's weird because it's like, in my mind, it's like everything just looks like population control. I don't know why they don't just open up and say that's what they want to do and then just actually discuss, you know, hey, hey, would you guys mind just like going in our, going in our burners? <laughs> Why is everything so subliminal and so like hidden? It's like it looks very obvious. It's right. like let's just cause people to like want to not be here. Right. Let's create all of this uh cancers and diseases. Mm -hmm. And it's just like instead of spending all your money and like causing all this stuff, I mean, but but then and again, maybe maybe these really, really rich leaders that you know, I almost think like our, our government's like puppeteered at times you know what all I mean? of it's it like, it's the entire the world government is you know what i mean We're, well and then and then i'm like i wonder what families are up there like with the rosschilds or uh, you like, just hit seven watch lists congratulations oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just did yeah. does you can even edit this out your phone was listening you're fucked you, oh, you yeah, dropped I, you, you dropped the rothschild you're done yeah i i say a lot of crazy shit i'm always like damn dude my phone is watching me do something weird right all the now. time i'm on watch list <laughs> i have feds that follow me i had a guy hit me up on instagram the other day he's like i want to let you know i used to work in homeland security i hate the government now he's like you know i was just, just curious looking at your profile watching your posts he's like you got like seven or eight feds that follow you and it was interesting because they all seven or eight of them all look very much they're like very typical white guys clean cut look like they work out normal family pictures but they shit post all the same anti-government memes and they try to get you to engage with them and the more that you it's engage like with them switch uh-huh yeah and well what does that what does that end result look like like who knows they hey, add you to a list going and when, for a bonfire when they decide to come round us up then you're at the top of the fucking list yeah. I think they try to decide if you're how credible your threat level is to the to the regime but I agree this the whole the whole world is controlled by a very small Small. It's like the Hunger Games. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, let's just... They're all playing games. Yeah. 100%. Let's make them real fat like Wally. -E. Dude, and and then, everyone's going to be like this. And, yes. It's like, holy fuck. And they're, they're sitting there jerking off with their headsets and their little fucking Literally. pod. And they're getting IV DiGiorno pizza. Baby blood. Right into their fucking no, veins. No, uh, baby blood's for the rich people. I'm talking about the peasants. Oh. The peasants get pizza grease 
mainlined into their arteries. I love those DiGiorno. Like that kind of hurt when I was like, oh man, thinking about those pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> those were fire growing up. Those were like heavenly. My mom would always be like, we can't afford those. And then I'd go out, you know, as a as an adult and see they were like two for three. And I was like, we were Your down that bad. You were down astronomically yeah we were we were down this bad you were down i remember we would go in with that green card and i'd be like as i got older i'd be like fuck what did your mom do for work uh she was a hospice nurse at night and she worked at like a desk job during the day damn hustling eleven thousand a year is what we grew up on (laughs) and so she didn't take any government assistance outside of food stamps where we're 300 or 400 a month which you go spend three hundred dollars a month on your food right now. I spent three hundred dollars today. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's nuts. And we'd go in there, and she'd be like, "No hot food," and I'd be like, "What the?" I used to think as the younger I was, I was like, "I was like, yeah, we got the food card." And then I got older, I was like, "Fuck, dude, I never wanted any of my friends to see it and shit like that." Right. And uh, dude, coming into AIL, my first year, bologna sandwich. Well. My first month, I guess, two months was, I guess I was more selective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was still in love with my old ways. I Simon took me to Capitol Grill my third month. I, I asked for chicken tenders. You know what I mean? I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't have steak, if you know what I mean, for the you last. You didn't have a clue. Yeah, yeah, for the last fucking, what, 15 years or something until I, I started working here and then I fell in love with steak. I think my second year, I probably spent a, probably spent 100 grand on food. I don't know if I've spent less than that since then. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like. I just love, like, now it's like, if I do eat like shit, at least it's high quality. High quality shit. It's high quality shit. And then you could get all the good drugs to, like, counteract it, like, from Dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I look at NAD and shit Dude, like that. that. NAD. Glutathione. Just, all that stuff. All, all of it. I got it all in the fridge right now. I, I mean, uh-huh. I, I got a whole, I, I just do, I, I, I never, I want to be good at one or two things. You know what I mean? Like, insurance is, is where I've planted myself. I'm trying to be good at insurance and, and you know, just take that foundation of leadership and apply it there. You know what I mean? On, on the side, I like jujitsu. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But that's going to be 10 years out before I can even sniff being, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like credible there. So it's like, that's where I like, when it comes to like other, other areas of life, you know what I mean? Where, where it be like hormones. I, I, I like to talk to shit and everything like that, but I'm not looking to like, I'm looking at guys like Ian, like, yo, I don't give a fuck what I need to do. Just tell me tell what to get, have somebody what to, to tell do. you, an expert yeah. to plug in. And and it's so awesome when you find somebody that that that's like that can take everything they know and put it in layman terms and like put up a game plan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, go get this blood panel. And then like he sat, we we went through everything. He was like, blah, blah. He explained every single thing to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't just test. He was like, blah, blah everything blah. from your and, thyroid. And honestly, I'm 23 and my test levels, I was pissed because they were average. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm 23. What do you mean they're average? Should be high. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want a thousand. Everybody's low now. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, everybody's low. I'm not upset with me. I'm like, the world is set up. Uh Uh-huh. You know what I mean? To just continue to create this almost female world. Yes. It's, 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 it's almost that. I think that's why the, there's such a push in the, in the transgender sphere right now. It's almost like a, like a, what's the word? Androgynous. I think it is where there's really no gender. Like they want us all to like look exactly the same. Here's the thing. So freaky to me. Here's the thing. This is what it boils down to is that when you have a diverse population, it's very hard to market a one size fit all solution or product. Right. So like if I'm, if I own uh let's just say I own a clothing company, 
I have to market very differently in Chicago than I would in, you know, say a rural town. If I want to sell in the rural town, I can't sell the same type of clothes that I want to sell in Chicago. So I have to decide as a, a clothing designer, do I just solely sell in Chicago? Do I solely sell in the rural towns or do I try to market to both? It makes things more complicated, right? Yeah. And then you, you, when you try to, you know, chase two rabbits, you become the master of none, you know, or you, you don't catch either. So, um, what I, the point I'm trying to make is that the more homogenous the population, the easier it is to just a one size fit all blanket product for everything. You ever read the book, The Giver? Yes. The, is it mm -hmm. The Giver, The Utopia? Yes. And it's uh -huh. like, it's like who would want, I was a kid. Who would want who would want people that want to be safe and have everything? No, they have no control, but everything's controlled for them. So in other words, there's no guesswork. The guesswork is completely removed. I know where my next meal is going to come from. I know exactly what my life is going to look like day to day. People don't realize when when you seek safety and comfort, all the destruction and fear and pain and everything you're trying to avoid all lies within. Mm -hmm. that safety and comfort. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, let me be safe here. It's like, well, listen, fat ass. Now you're going to be even fatter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you're going to so die an early like, painful death. And, and, and people listening, like you know what I mean? For those that scrub back in the feds, this, that, and the other, it's like, one, I'm half black. So stop being racist. You can't say nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and in a, in a serious note, I was raised by a single mother with a little sister. So at heart, I'm essentially like a feminist. I saw my mom work day and night, mm -hmm. provide for us. I know what a strong working woman, no boyfriends, nothing. You know what I mean? From when my like when she got out of jail, raising us. So that's eight, 18. She just now got a boyfriend. Right. You know what I mean? And that was, I was probably 22. So could, like people can't even go 12 days. You know what I mean? So like to see her be that well-rounded and things like that. For those, I'm bringing this up for people that are like, Oh my God. Like at the end of the day, I really don't care. You know what I mean? Three people listen to the, the to, to this podcast all the way through, but years down the road, this thing blows up and people scrub and shit like that. It's like, analyze the person genuinely. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just, just look at it realistically before people make, make assumptions. It's like, if anything, I try to bring light to all beings yes. realistically. You know what I mean? It's like, why can't everybody have the best out of this life? for themselves as an individual? Why do we have to, like you say, identify with a, with a specific race or a specific, you know what I mean? Cause it's like at the end of the day, like, cause you can't add value. No one's really like, you're not really just like, like unless an individual is like purely from like Spain or something like that. It's like black people in America, you can't, there's not a country out there that's just black. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's so many different, like, like, countries in, in, in Africa and Africa is not the only black, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Derived like, like country and continent. And it's like, there, there's so much more to life than, than just putting everybody in these bubbles and attacking everybody. Like you were saying in the beginning, the department of education, I was, that's what I saw the last few days, mm -hmm. that dude with, uh, with the animal shit from, uh, the movie Pulp Fiction. Oh Jesus. Yeah. The that Pulp guy. Fiction gimp, gimp fit. Yeah. What the hell happened there? Oh, that the, the, that department, the department, of department of Energy. Energy. Department of, yeah, everybody saw Department of E and they thought education. I got even more scared. Energy. I was like, what Energy. the fuck? Yeah, dude. And you know what? Before I answer that, I want to go back to what you were saying before that really wholesome point you made about people coming back and scrubbing through this and listening to this and yeah. possibly using what we said here, you know, but you, you know, you, you know, half black, single yeah. mom that struggled and all that. You know, I thought that was really good. You know, my response to those people is fuck you. Yep. 
But anyways, back to the uh, <laughs> Department of uh, Energy guy. Yeah, the um, not fuck you, fuck them. Yeah, That's, you know, just absolutely. You, you look fuck sad them. there for a second. I, I don't know what's going on there. You're right. The back of my cranium from that buggy choke is still <laughs> in my ass. <laughs> when I tell you, nothing has been more painful than I. I, I felt everything pop, everything pop. It was just fucked. You got a you got a free adjustment, but yeah, that Department of Ed guy or uh, Energy guy. Yeah, I don't. That's you're just seeing the effects of a depraved fall. This is God's judgment. What we're experiencing like right now. This is God's judgment on yeah. a nation. This is this is what we get. This is what we get. Yeah. You know, I don't even, I'm not even like, I'm not even like mad about it. I'm yeah. mad. I'm mad at the people, but I'm like, I get it. Like I, I could see why all of this is happening. It, it, it does. Isn't that crazy? 50 years ago, if we were to tell you that one, a government official would openly pretend to fuck animals, people dressed as animals openly, no shame. Dress as a woman, shave his head, dye his fucking hair pink, call Dr. Fauci, Daddy Fauci. Dude, people would would have just their their entire <laughs> nervous system would have came out of their asshole. You know my dad my dad I remember I got so many crazy memories from my dad was in my life until I was basically a kid until about seven or eight. I remember calling a rabbit, and I specifically say rabbit nowadays, like I have a PTSD from this. Uh-huh. I called a rabbit once. I was like six, a bunny. a bunny, and he punched me, and he told me it was gay. Like he punched the shit out of me, and he was like, "That shit's gay. I'll never want to hear you say it again." Yeah. And there's so many like, and and I'm like, my dad's a tough son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like he made me tough as fuck. Like we would we would meet at least twice a month, once a month. You know, and and this is since I was five years old. There was a barn. And it was like the family barn and you would bring all the young men mm -hmm. and you would fight them and they would bet on us yeah. like, like, like cockfighting. Cock you know what I mean? They'd have a beer. You'd get, you'd get your shit rocked. And there was no, like, it was, you're under 18, you fight. You know what I mean? It's like, it don't, it don't matter. And yeah. then they would, we'd get some Bud Light and shit. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people would look at that as like child abuse and, and, and I'm not saying that's how I'm going to raise my son, but. How did that develop you as a man, though, fighting, dude, getting dude, punched I in the look, face? I look back. I, I have a weird thing with pain. I, like, like it. So, mm -hmm. but but I look at, like, an opportunity like this. All the this dominatrixes I, listening here know you got money, bro. You're about to get, you're, you're about to get flooded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not letting that shit slide. Yeah, I like yeah. to fight. I like to, I like to. Oh, they'll brawl. fight you. They'll brawl with you. <laughs> Let me get Big Betty on the line. You thought that choke, you thought that Bucky choke was bad. What up, like Carmel? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a run for your money. So when I look at like like business and why I did so well and, and why I do okay in business, and it's like I feel almost in a weird way, like maybe in a in a more subtle or like lower state of vibration or energy when things are going really well. Mm -hmm. It's when things are bad that I'm like a higher energy. I'm more intense. Yes. I want to like, I have maybe that conquest. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, yes. fuck you. You know what I mean? Like bring it. You know what I mean? Like when I'm in jujitsu, it's like the warmups are, are boring and needed. But 
Once we're 30, 40 minutes into live wrestling or live rolling and I can't breathe and I'm hurting. It's amazing. And that's I, where that second win hits. I love that. And, but I look back to like my dad, like in my ear, like keep fucking going, fight back, get the fuck up. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Stop being like, just saying probably some crazy things. And then, and then adding on to it, it was like, it was never enough. One mm -hmm. more, one more, another, another more. Well, look at all the great men. Look at Genghis Khan. Like, yes. why do these guys conquer so much and then continue to just keep going? Like, when is enough enough? Look yep. at look at Elon Musk. Like, when is enough enough? And, and he I think got it's brilliant. His ass beat. I think it's brilliant. I th I love seeing this, and that's that's what all these peasants don't fucking get, dude. Is that it, they? You know, it's not fair. It's this. It's privilege. No, it's taking ass whoopings, moving forward, and then you get addicted to that. What you're saying, that yes. pain. You, you know, and when you get comfortable, it's terrifying. Yes. Anytime I'm comfortable, I'm fuck. I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable when I'm comfortable. If that yes. makes sense. Scares the shit out of me. Yes. I don't like it one bit. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Where were you born? I was born in Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh-huh. Were you raised there? Uh-uh. No. Like Western New York. So. On the sticks. Country. What, what were you guys just, were your parents just driving through New Hampshire or were you, were they there for like just a couple months? My mom, you? my mom lived in, uh, in Boston, I believe. And my dad was up there pouring concrete with Billy Blanks. You know, the Tybo guy. Sounds really familiar. Yeah, he did like Tybo, like had videos in yeah. the nineties. Like my dad poured concrete with him and, uh, he met my mom. My dad had a Z 28 and a rat tail. Yeah. My dad was a bad dude. He's straight edge. But one of the most integrity, honest, I've never heard him swear. Yeah. Never seen him drink, but he was, you know, he was wild. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And he picked my mom up and they went on a date and they got married. Uh, and then they moved to Nashville for my dad's die casting company. Had me. I was three. Then Jeremiah was born. And then my dad's company moved him to Western New York. And that's when we picked up and moved. What'd your mom do? My mom was a stay at home mom until all of us were in school. Me, my little brother, my High little school sister. Or I think uh, she probably went to go work at the restaurant when my little sister hit middle school. What was growing up for you like? It was good, man. Growing up for me was good. I can't, you know, I, I we had, you know, we were lower middle class and, you know, we had our normal lower middle class struggles. My dad worked at a die casting factory, maybe 36 to 40 a year, which, you know, is good compared to 11, you know, and, yep. uh, you know, it was good, quiet town, you know, played football, wrestled, like there weren't whole, there wasn't a whole lot to complain about. What? Every kid gets in trouble. What was the most trouble you ever got in as a I kid? I never got in trouble. I was a fucking, I was a, I made, I did horrible things. <laughs> yeah. I never got caught. I was too silver tongue, charismatic. Yeah. And I had straight A's. I was a national scholar athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like what was I could the get funniest away with memory then growing up for you? Funniest memory? I don't know, man. What do you mean funniest? Categorize. Like, you know, like you I set myself on fire. So it's like, what, what did you do when you look back and it's like, laugh. You can like tell people and be like, when I was growing up, like you're going to tell your kids and shit like that. Or you, you know what I mean? You're building with your people and you're like, ah, I remember when I was growing up and you know, I threw Billy off the roof. Yeah. I don't know what happened to me as a kid. Me, neither my little brother nor I can remember a lot about us growing up. 
We have no clue. <laughs> Maybe you guys should go pack that. Maybe but you guys should go down to Soy Island with Sam and do ayahuasca. Yeah, that's I was talking to him about that. Figure out what the fuck <laughs> happened. Recover everything. You know? But uh, no, I, I don't know, man. I don't really have like um, you know we we you know we did the normal kid shit, fireworks, explosives, fire, four wheelers, ATVs. Sounds boring, dude. I, me and my cousins in the south, we we had. People have like Nerf gun wars. We have BB gun wars and like rock dodgeball fights. Yeah, you yeah. You throw you, rocks at kids. Like you, were, fuck you, you guys were. You were way more wild, dude. We weren't that. We weren't that crazy. I won't sit here and pretend like we were some fucking psychos. It I wasn't got, like that at all. Man, I remember this one time getting kicked in the head by a horse. My dad just threw a Bud Light on my head. My mom was pissed. <laughs> like the what? Like the the beer itself, or put. The can. Yeah, he put the can. I thought, on I, thought, I, thought, I thought you got kicked in the head by a horse and he just dumped a beer on you, you little pussy. <laughs> and it was a cult because people were like, you would have died. You know what I mean? Well, I, it still was a, it's a fucking cult. It's a, you know what I mean? Like, go go look at a cult. Go take a, go, go take, a take a head kick from a cult. Don't it's you six think there's old. something to be said about, uh, you know, people not being allowed to fight now. I'm a big, I'm a big Are believer. Are people not allowed to fight? People don't, dude. You you fucking hit somebody in school now. It's a felony. Like they'll 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 put you in a program. You'll get three hundred two and shit. Like oh wow, dude, it's crazy. They don't kids don't fight now. Kids don't fight in school now. It's not like it used to be, bro. Yeah, people don't they fight just, now. When's the last time you don't go out much? I can't remember the last time I saw a fight at a bar. People don't fight anymore. It's all Twitter fingers. That's all it is. That's all it is. And that's why we have so many problems. Now, I, I think a big thing is most of this shit wouldn't happen if people got their fucking shit rocked. Yeah. I think when you turn 16 years old as a man, when you turn 16, they should put you in a room for five minutes with three dudes and kick the fucking shit out of you for five <laughs> minutes straight. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh. It would change everything. You get these young, cocky kids. The cockiest people I know never got their shit rocked. Yeah. Never no, got punched. never. Mm -mm. never dude i was wild in college college was when it all all hell broke loose yeah. growing up was normal college what was the most trouble you got into or were you always were you silver time i got kicked kid? out no college i completely threw off the goody two What'd shoes you get kicked out for you beat someone persona up? um uh, all combination of things combination of things yeah fighting constantly uh, tearing my dorm room apart, fits of rage, threatening people. Uh, yeah, I remember I would eat lunch by myself on purpose. Didn't fucking talk to anybody. I didn't want people to come near me, dude. I was a lost. I was a misguided individual in yes. college. So I no, guess I got, I got kicked out and that's how I found AIL. So you get kicked out of college. You find a, no, you found AIL or AIL found you. Um, I mean, you know, it could go either way. I put my resume on Craigslist and, uh, Casey Kunash, who works, uh, yep. Tommy, he called yep. his recruiter called me and, uh, I interviewed in Erie and boom, game over. What was your first year? Like, I know you broke records. You had yeah, a phenomenal had a first year. year. I was, uh, I was an icebreaker my first two or three months in a row. Um, you know, over 15,000, two or three months in a row, personal production. Uh, it was great. You know that they were about to shut the Erie office down and we blew it up, you yeah. know, personally recruited everybody. I personally recruited my whole hometown, turned that place into a frat house. Who do you house. got that's still rocking with you from day one? Day one is Jeremiah and Joel Nunez was shortly I was going to say, Jeremiah. he got to be close. Yeah. Jeremiah and Joel. So Jerry and Joel, uh -huh. day one OGs. Day one, eight years, seven, eight years. That's respect. Mm -hmm. That's mad respect. So in your first year, with the success that you had, how much money did you make your first year? Uh, I think year one was 147. 
So you made 147,000 your first year. That's great. What's the shit nobody wants to hear though? What did you go through? Oh my God. What did that look like in a nutshell? Where to even begin? Uh, you know, we didn't have leads in Erie for a long time. You know, I can remember I didn't get leads for three or four months other than like recycled ones. It was back when leads were on paper. And I used to like when somebody would quit, which happened all the time, I would go into their cubicle, like when it's somebody that had been there longer than me and just take their leads. That's how I survived that and child safe boxes. Yeah. The lobster traps. So that was a struggle, but it taught me a lot. And then, um, you know, I, I didn't see an advance report until my sixth or seventh month in the business or a PNP. No, nobody ever sat down. So I didn't retention. I didn't understand how I got paid. I just money showed up on Monday. Cause we used to get paid on Mondays. I'm like money showed up on Mondays. So I was like, fucking yeah. Some days, some weeks I would write business and it wouldn't show up. And I didn't understand why, but I didn't really have any, nobody would sit down and talk to me about that. Uh, so we had retention problems later. Um, I was a terrible field trainer. Horrible. I was the worst field trainer on the fucking planet because I could go out um, and give maybe eight presentations a week and I would close seven or eight. My yeah. closing ratio, 90% or higher easily. And the problem with that is, is that you start trying to train people to do that. They fail miserably because I was training them to be me and not the system. So turned over a lot of people, um, you know, I had to move, move twice just dealt with a lot of people, you know, quitting. The office fell apart. There was an RGA there at the time that quit. Two MGAs quit. Somebody went to a different company. It was just a tumultuous environment to grow up in, but I fucking loved it. Yeah. You know? What, what's your, been your favorite memory so far with the company? My favorite memory with the company. You know, I'm not good at favorites, like the whole what's your favorite. Uh, it's more a... I'm more of a cumulative feeling person. Yeah. It's not like one event that stands out to me. Rather, it's a culmination of things that have happened over time. And I would say, dude, like you were saying earlier with the pain, my favorite thing about AIL has been the struggles and then always coming out the other side. Yeah. Always coming out the other side, whether it's self-inflicted or other people trying to take me out of the, always coming out the other side. And, and, you know, like this year, you know, this year, man, we just had a disagreement with a business partner. Team got cut in half. You know, this was my brother in the business and, you know, moved to Maine and started from scratch, you know, and did over a million our first year and, you know, put some people in the in our agency, you know, recognition. And, you know, now I was just saying we we we, we just released nine people. We got 13 people in this training class this year. We'll be we'll be doing two hundred like save this fucking episode. By July, August, I'd say conservatively, July, August, 125, 150,000 a week. By October or November, we'll be doing 200,000 a week. Like, with, there's no, it's going to happen. Yeah. Because the thing about this business is that when you do certain things, you can predict the outcome without fail. As long as the one variable that people fuck up, this is the key. People in this business will work really, really hard and check all the boxes on paper. And I've made this mistake. Like I can tell with our hires and our codes and knowing my numbers, where we're going to be, even taking into account a law of large averages. Like I've got an internal formula in my head where I know a certain input, a certain amount of hours. I cannot be working as hard as I'm working 80, 90, hundred hours a week right now, eight years in the game. And for us not to be doing 200,000 a week in October, it's, there's no way. The one thing, the one variable that fucks the game up for people is character. 
That's the one thing. You could do everything right on paper, but if your fucking character as a man or a woman in the business isn't airtight, it'll throw everything off, either in one dramatic swoop or just it'll whittle away at your results over time. Completely agree. You know what I'm saying? If there's if there's any flaw or deviation from your care in your character, there's there's either there's going to be massive catastrophe or you're always going to be spinning your wheels. I shared with my team the other day, uh, Confucius. He said, your character creates your individual success. Mm -hmm. Your culture creates the success of your organization. Mm -hmm. And I was like, completely agree. You know what I mean? You boil it down and these are the two simplest foundations of success. Right. Who and you, you as the leader, yes. you create the culture, but that's preceded by your character. By your character. You know, yep. that's, that's so critical. And, and part of it being, and this is why, you know, Simon has done su such a good job with all of us, with the spiritual advisors and Proverbs and all that as, as a man, or, you know, again, as a woman, I don't want to gender the business, but as an individual in our business, you need to have, or in any business or in life, you need to have an ideal with which you compare. And again, this relates to the world. The world is the way that it is right now, because there's no ideal with which to compare your actions. Yeah. Right. So we have Jesus. Literally WWJD, you know, that shit people put on bracelets that's been watered down. Like I could sit there, whether or not I make a decision, I just look at what Jesus would do. And that's very simple. Would he do this? Then I will do it. If he wouldn't do it, then I wouldn't yeah, fucking real do simple. it. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have an ideal to compare yourself to, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. What was, you know, I guess it's hard, you know, it's because, you know, we look at things very similar in regard to it's like, I don't really necessarily have a favorite memory in particular, probably culmination same same as well but i look at you know your your career and i'm trying to think you know what was your i guess i shouldn't say favorite year your best year but you know if you have the right mindset your, your 2019 okay 2019 you know we did you know pretty much four million that year we yeah. had a bunch of promotions promoted three rgas upwards of close to 15 mgas that was a big big year for us yep. big big year so what's the shit that nobody wants to talk about that affected 2019 from consistently going and building oh, off of that. Yeah, like what's, I'm, what's, I'm very transparent uh, character. You know, I let myself go. I got, uh, you know, I, I really let myself go. I got involved in, you know, drugs. I was drinking too much. Um, I was making poor decisions outside of those two things Do you think there was too. something off though with your hormones opposed 100%. to just like... You know 100%. I mean? That's what I was. That's when I started to get into researching my hormones. And what it was is, you know, my hormones were completely off. I mean, dude, my test levels were like 200. Yeah. 200. Yep. That's like of a, that's a, that's a. How did you even want to get out of bed? I didn't. It was pure fucking will. Every day was a struggle and a grind. And that's the thing when things are like a struggle, when things are that difficult. I was keeping myself going with Adderall, Xanax, GHB, alcohol all day. That's how I would get the job done yeah. because that would give me the energy to show up, plug 10, 12 hours, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, no. And then, and then what really made things bad when I really, when shit really imploded was I got on the wrong hormone treatment and it, again, like I can't tell you how big of a proponent proponent I am on that theory that hormones will warp your perception. Like I was convinced that everybody was out to get me. Everybody was an enemy. Everybody was, and it made me this angry, vindictive, violent outburst, like 
like it made me venomous as a person because I it, my perception was that everybody was out to get me and that yeah. everything people, it, it, no matter how good it was that people were doing for me, I, I saw it as a threat or an attack. Yeah. Because my hormones, everything was. What do you think caused your hormones to slide? Uh, my so you have uh, something called if and forgive me anybody that's listening to this that knows what the fuck they're talking about. You have uh, what's called an LH, which is a luteinizing hormone. I base I believe my my understanding is that your pituitary gland gland tells your balls to produce testosterone. Mine my LH is non-existent. They think it's from all the concussions I've had from fighting yeah. and rugby and all that shit. So you know, my balls weren't being told to produce testosterone and several other hormones that just make you a normal functional person, yep. you know? So that's out of whack. That threw everything. And they tried to correct the LH with Clomid. I was on Clomid, progesterone, pregnenolone. Uh, dude, the list goes on. I can't, I used to have a pharmacy, you know, even more now with dynamic, but, uh, that made me, I think at the Clomid, the Clomid made me go off the deep end. Do you watch, uh, more plates, more dates? Yeah. Derek. Yes. I love that dude. Yeah. I've been diving into that a lot. Uh, Andrew Huberman mm -hmm. gets yep. on Rogan. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like even when I listen to all that shit, I won't make any adjustments or anything without running it through someone I have direct communication with that I consider a professional like Ian. So now if I do find something and I'm like, and I try to keep that very minimum, cause yeah. that's like somebody like in our business, that's like a white belt, like just an agent, like right. hit this up. It's like, Hey, came up with a new pitch. I want to go over a new right. script. I just wrote, right. shut the fuck up and get this new script out of my fucking mm -hmm. office. Yes. You know what I mean? Like throw it at their head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, show me that you, you know what I mean? You can do 20, 30,000 right. a week and then we'll talk about it. Then new we'll script. talk about adjustments. So I'll, I'll very rarely will. Cause I, I, how, how I like to be coached. I also think in regard to how would I, how do I like individuals that I'm coaching to respond and mm -hmm. interact and communicate with me? I try to emulate that to individuals that I put into a coaching position above me. So when yeah. it comes to physical training, like I have a di uh, I have a dietitian or a nutritionist, I should mm -hmm. say. Yep. And then he builds, he just started building my workouts a couple of weeks ago. And it's like, I'm, I'm, if I'm going to question anything, I'm questioning on the form. I'm not coming with like, Hey, I think this workout would be better. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, if I thought that would be better, you're, why you're the fuck more did I so hire him? making sure that you're doing what he told you correctly, yeah. not what he's do what he's telling you to do is correct. Absolutely. Huge, huge distinction to make. I like to pride if if I'm gonna be prideful, I like to pride myself in asking very minimal questions outside of the task at hand. If the mm -hmm. if the coach who I have like because when I trust you as if I'm putting you in a position and, and or giving you permission to coach me, it's like I'm all in to whatever it is you believe in because yes. I know it's going to help generate the results that it is we desire. Yes. I'm all fucking in. I want to make sure not only are we beating everybody, that's probably my my number one goal, but secondly, we're getting the job accomplished. But I know with that, it's not going to be like, we don't, I look at things as like war because that's how I was raised. Yes. You know what I mean? Like every night we were just indoctrinated with 300 and like Troy. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. all my dad would like have us watch and Scarface. So like, like when I look at, it's almost like I'm like somewhat fucked up in the head. Cause I, I look at everything. It's like, it's almost like you're somewhat fucked up in the head. Yes. Bec almost like, but, but probably completely. <laughs> I, but I seriously, like when I relate and use analogies with these people, I'm like, if you're over at war, 
we don't have an opportunity for you to like take a few seconds and ask a fucking question on like, Mm-mm. well, how high should I jump? As high as possible, dude. They're shooting at us. Right. Let's fucking go. Yes. You know what I mean? And a misstep, a miscalculation. I always tell people jujitsu is a, a micro adjustment yes, game. Always. You know what I mean? You move an elbow or a knee an inch and it's the difference between you choking somebody yes. unconscious and you getting your knee blown out mm-hmm. or your elbow blown out. Yep. And it's like life is the same way. You know what I mean? So it's like, even though we're not legitimately at war, we still are. You misstep in war and it's your head blown the fuck off. Mm-hmm. You misstep in life and it's 10 years of you being enslaved, you know what I mean, to this dollar or to this call, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like to, to whatever it might be in life because you're fucking up on the micro details. Right. That people think it's it's all right, you know what I mean? I'm not actually at war. Well, you're actually pissing your life away, which is even worse. Worse. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost even worse. Be better for you to go to war. Yeah, it'd be better for you. You know what I mean? To have that pressure of like, this is life or death. If you start treating life like life or death, which it truly is, you're going to start to get more life out of your life. And I think something that you said earlier is, is really important for people that are listening to understand and really grasp is when you have a problem, you have two choices. You can either master the problem, the solution to that problem yourself, develop it yourself, perfect it yourself. Or what I prefer to do, because you said life insurance and jujitsu, right? yep. two things. Movies is my other path. I got two things. So I was like, I was going to ask you next, like what you need to have an escape, right? If you don't have an escape, you're going to fuck yourself too. Right. But what I was going to say was, is either you can master and solve that problem yourself, which is a shit ton of trial and error and studying and blah, blah, blah. Or you pay an expert to put them in between you and the problem. Yes. You know? And I think in most cases, man, pay the fucking expert. This is why we have assistance. This is why we have staff. Yep. It's why we have staff. You know, it's not because, yeah, I don't want to do certain shit, but it's also more beneficial of me. Like it's more of an investment of my time to do other things as opposed to fill out a tracker. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I think, I I think there's a lot of value to what you said about, you know, you could spend the time to research and figure out what diet's best for you and workouts and, or you just fucking pay somebody to do it. You cut that, that how much time you cut it even more. Absolutely. Probably cut it by nine tenths. You know what I'm saying? Like I won't like, I read a fuck ton of books. But probably 70%, 80% are audiobook because I have so much interest outside of our business that I'm like, if I don't read this at a faster rate, I'm wasting my time. Mm-hmm. I physically read books in direct correspondence with what it is that's generating me funds. Yes. So, and, and I try to allocate even my audiobook to that as well. But like, if it starts to get towards the end, like, you know, like The Intelligent Investor, I read that book physically. That book took me probably a month two months to read because it was such a diverse book on the market and somebody Mm -hmm. dumb like myself who had no like am i really like you get rich and it's like you get rich to an industry outside of investing it's like are you really going to spend your time like i wonder even how many investors really sit there and even like you know invest for themselves so you Mm -hmm. know obviously they probably do but it's like why don't i just pay someone that's like pay somebody pay somebody like they're the one that's studying it that's what i do (sighs) nuts Nuts to me. What does your future vision hold? What does that look like for you? Uh, you know, it's funny. You hit on it earlier. Um, you know, the for ranch. me, yeah, freedom and impact. The two things I want to do. You know, I, I actually just discovered my vision and purpose this year. You know, it took me a long time. I yeah. thought I wanted a lot of things that I didn't want at the beginning. The money, the cars, and all this other shit. That's fun, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't want to discourage young people listening to this, but, you know, you could do those things to excess, and you could also put excess value in those things. Yep. You know, 
Um, for me, it's freedom and impact. I want to change people's lives impact. I want, if you cross my event horizon, do you come out the other side, a better person? Yes. It's that simple. And then freedom. So, you know, my vision is, uh, big ass, big ass, big ass, big ass plot of land out in the middle of nowhere, probably out West. Yeah. You know, and I honestly, it sounded crazy at first. I'm talking like commune. Like I want to have 20 to 30 families that live on my land that we all work together. Yeah. I'll just make the guys sell life insurance all day long and the women will take care of the kids and the animals and we'll hunt, we'll fish, we'll have our own fucking food, own water, own electricity, everything off the grid. Yeah. And then, you know, the government will come in and Waco us. You know, that's <laughs> pretty much what will happen. A Ruby Ridge. So what passions do you have outside of work? Um, I love to read. I'm a big fan of, of reading. I could read all day, every day. Uh, I love, I've fallen in love recently with lifting. Yeah. Fallen in love recently, re recently with lifting and, you know, jujitsu was mine for a while until I moved to Maine. And unfortunately the one good gym in Maine, uh, and I'm making excuses. I could find a way to make it happen. It's just not that important to me right now, I guess. Uh, but, uh, you know, they do the whole vaccination fucking bullshit. So I don't even know if you could really consider it jujitsu at that point. No, like, you know what I mean? No, it's, you could probably sub all those people for sure. For you know sure. I mean? Like to, for sure. No question. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say, uh, <laughs> I would say working out right now and reading, you know, outside of that, like I said, man, I don't have a whole lot of other favorite things, man. I really do you still uh, like to fish. I do. I think I'm still I discovering. I want to get into fishing. I, I, I think like I'm still fishing. discovering what I like to do, to be honest with you. Yeah. I really am. I really I really think that. Uh, what do you think about it? Like, I, I don't know if this is right. I think I've read that our cells regenerate every seven or so years. Yes. You're a different person. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, like you said, it's like who you were, you know, four or five years ago isn't who you are mm -hmm. today. And who you're going to be four or five years from now you know what I mean? Isn't, isn't obviously who you are today either. So it's like, I'm open to it. I only see myself falling more in love and going more in depth of the simplicity mm -hmm. of things. And it's not like you said, it's not that I have so much fucking money that, but it's like, you know, we, we've been around a lot of, you know what I mean? A lot of wealthy individuals. We, we've had a lot of money and things like that. I'm not saying like I have way bigger dreams and goals and I'm yes. not saying no to way more money. That's right. the pursuit. No, I want more freedom. Uh, but in the same time, I've been in a fuck ton of Lamborghinis by, you know what I mean? I'm 23 years old and it's, it's like ice cream. You know what I mean? You, it's, it's there and then you swallow and it, you know what I mean? The sweetness is gone, mm -hmm. you know? So. And you know, they break and shit like that. And it becomes more of one. a pain in the, in the ass than anything. You yes. Know? It's just, dude, I want, at the end of the day, I want everything in my life. And that's why a ranch is so important to me. This is a critical concept is that I want everything in my life to reflect creation. Yeah. And I want it to be, I want it to be able to continue to create. Like if I were to start a ranch or a commune, that's something that would continue to create after I'm gone. My cars and all that other shit are. How many kids do you want? Uh, I guess pretty much everybody knows this now but I guess I'll officially announce it here. We just found out that we're pregnant with our first one a week ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Let's so go, dude. I don't want anybody making any fucking excuses, dude. You know, we first week I found out my wife was pregnant, you know, we just traveled working, you know, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I think I can't really answer that question. I used to want a lot that I didn't want any for a little bit. And now I'm back to where I'm like, dude, I would take seven to 10. So are you cool with, do you want to know or do you not want to know the uh, 
Ginger. I want a boy, obviously, but yeah. if it's if he or she is healthy, that's all, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. What if you just kept pumping out girls? I would be. There's money to fix that. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's there money is. to fix that. <laughs> yeah. If the first one comes out a girl, I'll be so happy. I'll be great, girl yeah. dad. I feel next like I love her. But I'm gonna throw a couple hundred thousand at the next one. That, that shit's <laughs> gonna come out a boy. That's gonna be a liver eating Spartan. Uh huh. Yes, sir. Yeah. I could just see you on your commune now. You know what I mean? Pulling up on a long, longhorn steer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just chaps on. My little boy's gonna come. He's gonna be four years old. He's gonna be dragging a deer carcass out of the fucking woods, covered in blood. <laughs> With Cam Haynes yes. and your guys' hunting guide. You you follow Cam Haynes at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Fuck Haynes. Yeah, he's a beast. He, I love him, dude. Mm-hmm. How about Izzy supporting uh, support Joe oh. Rogan? He said, that's my, oh. When he said when he ended it with, that's my, I was oh, like, oh, my God. Dude, that was the Respect. cherry on top, bro. I was so, dude, so many people came out and supported it. Dude, the only people that were mad were white women. Yeah. That's it. There's white women. White women, dude, are the scourge of the earth. I'll get canceled for that, but it's the fact. It's the truth. It's the crazy truth. to me. White women are the scourge of the earth. It's crazy. Just the worst, the worst, the most destructive force in the world. It's crazy to me, dude. What is your favorite book? I don't have favorites. I told you. I'm this. gonna ask another one though. I don't. Have I like favorites. to know favorite books. I like to know favorite movies. I could give you a list. Books as a man. I would say the most impactful book for me was As a Man Thinketh. What the concept of you being able to? Well, really, it was. It started with the poem Invictus by William Ernest Henley. Yeah. It start. That was the first piece of literature that I was exposed to. That was, I can control my destiny or at least my response to circumstances and, and events, right? Yeah. You know, e plus R equals L. So reading that poem was when I was 16 years old was the first time I, I, I really was exposed to that concept. And then when I read as a man, think of that really drove it home and yeah. then think of grow rich came next. Um, you know, and then all the other books we, we read now, but those were the fun, the, the catalysts for me were the poem Invictus by William Ernest Henley. I have it on my side Invictus. And then on my chest, it says, uh, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, as a man thinketh, I would say that those are the most impactful pieces of literature, but the, I love the 48 laws of power. It's a yep. great book. Love that book. And then I have some nonfiction books that I, I, I really appreciate, but you have know, you read the Odyssey? The yeah, of course, uh-huh. I figured. Yep, figured. I'm uh, a reader, bro. I've, if if it's relatively mainstream or off the beaten path, I've probably read it. Yeah, yeah. What about um, you know? I know you don't like favorites. So, like, what what movie do you like the most? I love 300. Yep. I love Troy. I love Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I love. Uh, I love uh, the accountant. The accountant. I love a the good accountant. Fucking movie. I love Shooter. Yeah. Uh, I love, uh, there's another one that's just on the tip of my tongue. It's like in the same vein of the account. Uh, I love the John Wick movies too. And they're coming out with another one. I could watch the John Wick, Wick movies like, I could, it's over and over again. Incredible movies. Great movies. Do you like the Equalizer? You like the black the, version? The Equalizer. Okay. I was, yes. It was like, I hope Is there another racist. version that's not black? No, but I wanted to, it's the black version of John Wick. You yes. know what I mean? So oh, it the makes black him version better. Of- Yes. You know, <laughs> once you add black. <laughs> Dude, no, my uh, Geneva, my wife, her and I watched that movie at least once a quarter. I love The Equalizer. Incredible Starts movies. the clock when he walks in with yeah. the Russian mobsters, puts a shot glass through somebody's eye. Dude, that's how I envision myself. The, right? You know what I mean? I'm just like... Time and I will fuck everybody up yes, in here. Yes. You know what I mean? 100%, dude. So, Great movies. 
phenomenal. Great movies. Phenomenal. Did we did we cover uh, the hardest adversity you've overcome? Did we kind of already go over that through through business? What like the, through this, the year of the hormones this and all past, that? This well, no, this past year was the hardest year of my life. Yeah. This past year, but well, with what happened in 2019, the you know the the implosion, the betrayal I dealt with in business two fucking lawsuits. This has been the toughest year of my life by yeah. a long shot, but it's also been the best. Yeah. It's also been the best. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's been the best. I've learned the most. I've grown the most. I, I shared a picture on my Instagram the other day, me a year ago and me now it's, there's such a difference in yeah, it. You look like a completely different human. It's crazy. Completely yeah. different. It made me better in every single area you of my went, life. You look like it's like, there's like a boy puberty and then like a man puberty. You right. look like you went through like man puberty. That's my son. You know, yeah, that's yeah, why it's my, 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 like, my son. Well, it's what, what, what's his face was saying? I ate him. Yeah. Connor, Connor, Connor. the rugby player. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's hilarious. Crazy. So anything else on your mind you think we should hit cover on touch? What's think, going on? I, in, I know we we're going to wrap up. What What's going on in Russia? Are we going, are we going to have a world war three? I think it's bullshit. I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's as bad as it seems. I think okay. the U S I think the U S government is looking for a reason to start a war. Okay. I think they're inflating because you, you they, there are people coming out of that area right now that are like, what are you guys talking to? Hey, it's that fucking bad. It's not that bad. I don't, if the U, if the media in the United States says something, I do not trust it anymore okay. at all. At all. I already was predisposed to not trusting the media after this COVID shit. Oh yeah. We can't trust shit now. These idiots that sit there and lap this shit up all day. You, you get what you deserve. You know what <laughs> I mean? You get it. Absolutely. Anything else you think we should hit on? I think we covered it. Where man. can people find you? People can find me, uh, Instagram, Russin underscore, uh, CEO. Uh, they can follow my uh, business page, uh, which is Rustin Financial, uh, all one word, uh, Obsidian Consulting, which is all one word on Instagram. And then my podcast, that's a big one. Uh, follow, uh, it's uh, it's obsidianconsulting.com slash podcast. It's Obsidian Achievement, uh, A-B-S-I-D-E-O-N, which means to banish uh, negative thoughts or energy. Uh, it's kind of like a cult word. And then uh, we're on iTunes and uh, Spotify as well. Make sure you guys subscribe. One of the fastest growing new podcasts on the Podbean app. That's where I started in last year. Fastest growing. Make sure you guys subscribe. There's a lot of great info on there. Great feedback. I love it. Obsidian achievement. And just check all this shit out. If you guys fuck with this shit, hit them up. You know what I mean? And uh, see what you guys can get. So thank you. This was probably probably my favorite. I've told maybe two or three people this. I love doing a podcast with Sam. Love doing one with Joey. I've loved everybody I've done a podcast with. So don't, don't anybody that listens all the way through. Don't feel like I didn't love, but there's some things or some topics that I like that I, you know what I mean? That I, that I'd like to discuss and really have in depth. I'd love to have in-depth conversations and, and talk to individuals that maybe even oppose mm-hmm. our, our opinions and our That's thoughts. How we grow. You know what I mean? And it's like, but I feel like so many people are scared to talk because we have this cancel culture or shit like that. I, I don't know why people are so scared to talk. I want to talk about it. Yes. What are your solutions? What are you, and, and fuck that outside of your talking, what are you acting and doing? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Other than, you know what I mean? Like social media. What's your day to day life look like that you're making a difference with the strangers you yes. come into contact with? Yes. And right there. Do you live it and show it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I fucking hate talking as much as I talk and we talk. So many people, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I, a piece of me only like we're in a business where we commit and we make goals and things like that. It's like my commit is I'm going to give everything I got until I fucking die. Yes. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like I would do away with, if, if I could down, down inside, I would do away with commits and goals. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I would have one report. It'd be like the income report probably. And it's like, who's number one. 
let's fucking go. Let's go for him. Let's, you yes. know what I mean? And let's do what he's doing. Yes. And, and at the, just give your all. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk about it. Let's just go to work. I, I try to cut meetings out. I try yeah. to, I'm always trying to get rid of meetings, shorten meetings, get rid of group meetings and shit mm -hmm. like that. I'm like, we're here to work, sell life insurance, get others to sell life insurance. Let's do more. Let's go to fucking work. Yes. You know what I mean? Like people, you don't win wars by planning all day. No, no. People get too caught up in that stuff, yeah, man. Let's just they love plan out meetings. the war and shit. It's like, they love dad meetings. Dude, I, I can't go stand shoot. meetings. I can't stand meetings, dude. I cut all mine down to 15 to 30 minutes. Yeah, it's like, fuck, dude. I run, I think I run one meeting a week now. Yep. Yeah, I'm like one meeting. Yeah. One meeting a week. Dude, Wednesday We got so mornings. many meetings, I'm like, oh, listen to their meetings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's go to work. Let's go to right. war. So Set some fucking appointments. Varsity Kings, you gonna go eat anywhere nice or anything fun? Or we're doing the fights here. You're welcome to. I might. Uh, I have to see. Are they doing the Vax mandates downtown? I was gonna check out downtown. Go check it out. I I don't know if they're they're gonna do away with it. I heard by the end of the month. Yeah, because these these nuts ain't vaxed. These yeah, are unvaxed nuts. Yeah. So. so and you you might you might get shot by a Karen. You're like you know what I mean. You don't know who. You know people, what I mean? People, people don't fuck with me, dude. They, I, I haven't worn a mask once. Yeah, well, you you go down to the city. You didn't wear one on the plane? Not half the time. Half. The, I had to get on the yeah, plane pussy. half the time. I know. I, I hate saying it. Somebody brought me a $45,000 fine uh, fucking like certificate thing on the plane. Like, like a congratulations. I will find you. A flight attendant lost her shit on me. And I was like, I'm not that up. I'm not that up to, to, you know what I mean? To fuck with this lady. You know what I mean? But I was like, listen, the lady. The identity thing, bro. I'm telling you, it goes I'm, back to what we were saying. It's the identity she thing. She brought baby. that shit out. I was just like, fuck, you lucky I'm not richer. They're, the Stupid. whole identity <laughs> thing, dude. Their <laughs> whole identity is COVID. I'm like, holy fuck, lady. Like Nuts. And she, and she was literally watching me, and I'm a first-class guest. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So in my mind, it's like, Lady, how the hell do you think, you know what I mean, you're ever going to get a raise or anything right. like that from you consistently taking care of, like, and she's watching me, and, like, while I'm drinking and eating, she's like, put it back up while you're chewing, put it back up while you're swallowing, and I'm like, <laughs> like, and I, I was being, I was, I, I, I've always tried now more of the calm reverse psychology, you know what I mean, making, I was making her look foolish right. in front of people, right. so... It almost made it worse than if I would have just gave her the response she wanted right. of like an aggressive, like, fuck you. I'm not doing like I was like, and I was like, I could see why you would want me to do this. Is there something wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> Full blown <laughs> psychological warfare. Yeah, yeah, dude. And she like immediately brought me the fine thing. She's like, if you don't do it, I'm going to the captain and you will be like on the list for the fine. And I was like, fucking bitch. <laughs> Put it. Put this shit up. I actually one time I held a water bottle in my mouth the whole flight. The whole was, time. It was an hour, like a dick. Just <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. And this lady sat there and was like, This, what are you doing? I'm drinking. That's a that's a that's, whole other thing. That's a whole other thing about how it's all women, dude. It's all women and effeminate men that love to enforce this shit. Right? <laughs> I've never been yelled at by a masculine man. Not one man. Not one man's no. ever really good. Can you put your mask up for me? No, never. <laughs> Something to be said for that. It was. I stopped going to to Target because there. I, it was twice that this happened. Another dude addressed me about the mask, and and he said something. He said something similar. He's like, "You think you're better than everybody else?" Yes. And I was like, "Yes." And I'm not a pussy. <laughs> yeah, he told me that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and after that, I felt bad, and I was like, I almost wanted to go back and apologize. You know what I mean? Just we have such good development here where we we just. We overlove and overserve people to the mm -hmm. extent that we get stepped. Good, good guys get stepped mm -hmm. on. You know yes, what I mean? So it's 100%. like, 
And I'm like, you know what? This world is so fucking weak. I'm just not going out. You know what right. I mean? Because I'm going to say something or someone's going to like touch like physically. Like when somebody like us, there's something that triggers. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's like okay, it lights out. Yeah. And it's like and, and then it's you're not dealing with with me right now. You're dealing with something inside that has twice the power. Yes. Than than what this has. Horrifying. You know what I mean? And it's like that's an individual that's willing to go through. Any pain, any suffering at all costs, mm -hmm. don't give a fuck about dying. You know what I mean? Like already entertain the thought of what that outcome would look like of this engagement. And let's go to fucking that's, war. That's, there, was a, there was a post I shared about that. It was uh, pushing a good man too far. Because yeah. the good man down inside is has planned it out and knows exactly what they would do. Yes. I'm going to black out. I'm going to wake up. There's going to be 50 bodies. <laughs> you know, I love, and I'll, I'll, I'll have a this. beating heart in my hand. <laughs> yeah, dude, I take a bite out of it. Oh, liver <laughs> replenishment. <laughs> and I love, I think this, there's, there's this movie. I think it's like 13, 13 seconds of Baghdad or I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's probably not even that movie. Um, but basically, basically these, these guys, these seals or whatever, they go over and there's like us embassy or something being, held or something mm -hmm. like under control I, I have no idea but th there's a scene in there and this dude like they're trying to get through this this israeli town or something i don't know and they get pulled over and these terrorists or something come up and they like pull the guns on them and the american dude pulls his uh, out on them and they're obviously outgunned and the american dude looks at the fucking terrorist and he's like i'm ready to die right here and right now for my country or you mm -hmm. and that that line yeah just is like I'm ready to die right here, right like, here, when, right now. When when I get in, if you get some, if you get a good guy, if you get somebody, you know what I mean, in that mode, it's like, you better be ready. If you hit the green light, if you say yes and you hit go, you better be, you be better. You, you better, better be, be ready, ready to, to match answer. it. Yeah, you're gonna be. <laughs> you're gonna be in a bad position. You and a lot of your friends are gonna die. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. People and, that you care about, and, and that's that. People don't realize people are getting real close. Really close. Like. You're, like when your mom used Razor to say thin. you're on thin ice. Yeah. Some of these motherfuckers out here are on thin. And I'm not saying, you know, because now we're on under Homeland Security Watch. I said we're already on the watch list, dude. <laughs> All the three-letter government organizations are just yes. keying in on this right now. Absolutely. FBI, CIA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. Varsity Kings. Appreciate, appreciate you having me. Appreciate you, bro.